Hello and welcome to The Herbalist Path, a podcast where you'll discover how to make your own herbal remedies at home so that you can take better care of yourself, better care of your family, and better care of our planet. I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, and mountain living mama with this crazy passion for teaching more mamas and their little loves how to use plants as medicine in a safe, effective, and tasty way so that there can be an herbalist in every home again. It's an absolute honor to have you on the journey down the herbalist path with me so that together we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Herbalist Path. I feel like for me, it's been forever since I have recorded an episode. So forever that I can't even say that straight. <laughs> and I know it hasn't really been forever. I did take some time off for my birthday and I was on a couple of other episodes. Um, but yeah, I miss talking to you and chatting about herbs and how herbs can make a huge difference in your life, in your family's life, in our planet's health, which is obviously so incredibly important. And so on this this episode, I wanted to take some time and just talk about kind of all of that. If you know me and you've listened to this show for a while, you know that my whole mission is to inspire a movement where there's an herbalist in every single home. And not just like maybe herbalism is an alternative in your home, but like this is something that's essential for so many families and for people for so many different reasons. It's unbelievable. I think one thing that stands out is that it's just whole body, whole mind health. When you're using herbs, you're not using them to slap a pill on a problem and mask it. It's not just about that symptom relief, but you can definitely get symptom relief from herbs. But it is, again, it's that whole body healing from the inside out, addressing your mental health and your physical health and so many other things that I think is just so beautiful. And oftentimes in Western medicine, we get really sidetracked from that holistic perspective. And we focus on like the instant fix, which we'll talk a little bit more about here soon. I also am a firm believer that there needs to be an herbalist in every home because it is so empowering. Like, think about it. What if you didn't have to go to the doctors for every ailment that happened in your home? What if you didn't have to run to the drugstore all of the time, but you had all of the things that you need right on your shelf? Maybe you're even so fortunate that you have the time and space to grow so much of your medicine. You're going to save your family so much money. You're going to save yourself so much time and your sanity. And it's just going to feel good. And not only that, you're going to end up with such a higher quality of medicine, dare I say. I mean, now that I'm just an educator and not a product maker, I can let you guys know that this is herbal medicine. I wasn't able to do that when I had my product line. Um, so it's really fun that I can do that. But 
you will end up with a better quality, better than what you're going to find on the store shelves, even from the top natural brands. You can self-tailor your remedies to exactly what you need, what works well for you or your kiddos. And it it just feels good, right? You can pronounce the names of the things that go into your remedies too. Like, hey, bonus. I don't know if you've looked at a bottle of cough syrup from the drugstore or lately, but you should because like you can't pronounce anything on the label, which is crazy. Now flip that picture and imagine like, oh, you have grown and you have harvested your medicine and then you have turned it into medicine and now you are watching it heal you or heal your family or keep that latest sickness away from your kiddos when the snot is flying all around the place. Like... That's the kind of empowerment I'm talking about. That's why we need an herbalist in every single home. Never mind like the side effects that you avoid. Most of our herbs are going to be nice and gentle on the system. And now don't get me wrong. When I say gentle on the system, I'm not saying that herbs are weak. I'm just saying that usually they are not going to come with a mass amount of side effects as so many of our instant fix pills do in our society to get today. And another thing that I love, like, yeah, if you are growing or harvesting or making your own medicine or you know what's inside there, maybe you're even just supporting a local herbalist who makes the medicine for you or a local farmer who grows the herbs for you. Like there right in there is like so much more connection, whether it's your direct connection to growing and loving on those plants to become your medicine, or it's the connection to the farmer that's doing that and knowing that you are supporting somebody in your local economy and community to do great work for yourself and for your family and for the planet, teaching your kids who those people are, teaching your kids that they can become one of those. Like, holy moly, we need that in our world. We need more herb farmers because the world of herbalism is growing so incredibly fast, which is beautiful in in, in and of itself. Like that is a really amazing thing to see. I know I started getting into it in the late 90s. So going on almost 25 years, I would say. Um, which is crazy because I don't even think of myself as old enough to say that. <laughs> I did just turn 45, but I still don't really think that I'm that old. Anyways, I know that it was like, it was kind of popular then, but like once 2020 hit, it just exploded. All these different people that would have never considered these kinds of things or just definitely thought they were complete woo-woo, placebo, junk, would have never done that. But now so many people are. And it's really beautiful because it is a, a significantly more sustainable, not only for your health and for your family's budget, but for our planet. Like, It's no secret that the pharmaceutical industry is one of our world's largest polluters, especially of our precious waterways. Like, they're are waters in the most pristine of areas that have been tested and they're still showing traces of antibiotic runoff and things along those lines, which is quite heartbreaking if you ask me, because that stuff is then going into your soil, right? And then when it's going into our soil, it's going into our food. And then obviously it's going into our bodies as well. And when we choose a more natural and sustainable route and choose to 
use more herbs and plants as medicine. It helps in the tiniest of ways, like every little person that does it helps not rely so heavily and not keep those big pharmaceutical industries polluting our water. Now, obviously, we are just tiny little beings and they are, well, we are magnificent, beautiful, bright, powerful beings as well. But it's easy to think that we can't make a difference against these giant companies with billions of dollars in profits every year. But every little one of us that does this makes a difference. Every single one of us. That means you are making a difference for this planet just by choosing plant medicine, teaching your children how to use plant medicine and the importance of plant medicine is making a difference. So we need to continue to make herbalism spread like wildflowers. And if I haven't said that statement enough in my life, well, I'm going to keep trying. (laughs) Somebody out there may get annoyed by it, but that's okay. It's a true mission and, and a mission that is for the good of all of humanity and this planet. So you, I'm not sure how long you have been listening to me, but if you're like a lot of my students or other people that I've known listening to me or that I hear on social media, sometimes as you get into the world of natural remedies and natural healing, you may have some like negative feedback from family members, right? Maybe they just aren't believers. Maybe they're just like, nope, that's just woo-woo junk. No, you're just a hippie crazy train or something along those lines. And here's the deal. Like, obviously, we have thousands and thousands of years of direct evidence and anecdotal evidence of people using plants as medicine. Like if you were to look on the timeline of humanity, the amount of time that pharmaceutical drugs have been here, which began in the 1800s, is like about as wide as a strand of three hairs or three strands of hairs. You can't have a strand of three hairs. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's, it's a very small part of the timeline. And throughout all of the rest of humanity, our ancestors, your ancestors were using plants as medicine. Why? Because they work, right? Because these plants are here to heal us. That is their whole entire mission. And there are quite a few people out there that are like, yeah, okay, that's neat. But like, there's no science. There's no evidence. It's still just hippy dippy, woo woo, placebo crap. So why in the world would we believe in this? But There's so much evidence. There's so much science that goes into it. And if you have people in your family that are on that train of like, yeah, whatever, hippie, (laughs) I don't believe in what you're saying, um, dig into the research, dig into the science, dig into the evidence. And this is ongoing work, right? I mean, I've been doing it for a very long time. And there's certainly people that have done it for a lot longer than me. But one of my favorite resources to check into that I do a lot of research on is PubMed. So when you have questions, you can just check into that. Um, Another thing that I think a lot of people will think is, oh, herbs, they're just a placebo, right? Like, did that really, really work? 
Well, our minds can be incredibly powerful in tricking us to believe the things that we want to believe, which is pretty darn cool in and of itself. Herbs really do work. And there are definitely times where they may not work for you, right? There are times where they're absolutely not going to be as strong as a pharmaceutical or an over-the-counter drug, right? Because this is more of a holistic lifestyle. It's not an instant fix pill. And then regarding the times that like they may not work for you, there's so many reasons that go into that. And it, it is part of the science and the art of herbal medicine. Like, herbs work differently for each human body, right? You are unique. The way your body works is unique. The way the herbs are going to present for you is unique. It could have something to do with the quality of the herbs. It could have something to do with the preparation of the herbs. Maybe you didn't extract the herbs in the right way or whoever made them didn't. All of these things can really go into that. Um, but the fact of the matter is like I hear from people on a very daily basis, oh my gosh, I use this herb for XYZ problem and it worked and it worked and it worked and it worked. And it's so funny because I've been doing this for so long, I still feel this element of surprise like, oh, really? That's so cool. Amazing. I love hearing the stories of herbs working for people. So if you ever want to like just DM me like, oh, no, I use this herb and it worked really well. Um, I would love to hear it. Um, yeah. So on the placebo train, some of the things that family members might be resistant to is just thinking that herbs are too weak. Um and I can, I can hear you there. Like there are some actual really powerful and potent medicinal herbs out there. So powerful and potent that they're like a drop dosage when made properly. Um, but they aren't the super powered instant fix pill, which is quite a blessing in a lot of different ways because it really requires you to take the time to do true healing and to heal from the root cause of main problems instead of just slapping that instant fix pill, the 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 pill that masks the problem and doesn't get to the root of the issue. Um yeah, some herbs are more gentle, uh, but when used appropriately and matched and paired with the right person and the right symptoms, they can be unbelievably powerful. Like herbal medicine is 99% of the medicine that we, 99.5% of the medicine that we use in our family um, ever since before my daughter was born. I think there's been like a couple of times when we were using, well, when my partner was using pharmaceuticals, but that was because he had just gotten out of like some pretty major surgery um, and it required some pain pills and that's okay. That's totally okay. There's definitely a, a time and a place. Don't get me wrong. Um, but other than that, we use herbal medicine in our home and we use food as medicine in our home and we need more of us to turn to that, right? It doesn't have to be impossible and it can become really simple and easy and quite frankly, really, really beautiful. And so on the weak side, let's let's just shift that a little bit. Because another thing I hear a lot as people are getting into this world is, oh, herbs are natural. So that automatically means that they are safe, which is not true. Please don't believe that. Um, herbs can be contraindicated with various medications. Herbs can be just contraindicated for various symptoms and 
individual people that we're working with. It is a, a science to match the right herbs to help people truly heal. Um, there are herbs out there that will unalive you. There are herbs out there that can cause severe damage to various organs of the body. So natural is not synonymous with safe. Natural school. I love it. I want more people to turn that way, but I don't want them to turn that way in a way that ends up harming somebody. You know what I mean? Um, another thing that I hear <laughs> a lot of is just like <sighs> wanting herbs to be that instant fix pill, right? And I can't tell you how many times a month I hear this request is somebody reaching out to me. What herb do I take for this? My libido is low. What do I take? My, um, I have cancer. What herbs good for my hair regrowth? I have XYZ happening. What herb do I take? And again, I mean, I don't know if I've iterated this enough, but herbs are not an instant fix pill. They are not a one herb takes all, or one person takes all herbs or one herb for all people. That's what I'm trying to say. Kind of scenario. Um, it is a lifestyle. You need to look at your diet. You need to look at the various stress factors in your life. Are you getting ill from some secret hidden toxin in your home that you didn't realize you had? Are you in such a stressful situation in your work life or your home life that it's causing you to become ill or causing you to become um have a really weakened immune system, like all of these factors really come into play when it comes to herbal medicine. And I'm not saying this to like overwhelm you, right? Because it, it can get overwhelming to figure it all out, right? What do I do? Is that safe? Help? Oh my gosh, is this okay for my kid? I'm okay with taking herbs for me, but not for my kids, which I think is really funny because <laughs> you're okay with the herbs for you. You're okay with the over-the-counter stuff that you can't pronounce and the weird ingredients in there, but not plants that you can grow. Anyways, that's a whole nother soapbox. But I just did want to state that like herbs aren't an instant fix pill. Herbs aren't, um, they aren't going to work the same for everybody. And that's just important to recognize. Um, Gosh, yeah, I just, I love that there are so many ways that people can incorporate herbs into their home. Like, you can start by eating more herbs, right? How many different colors and how many different plants can you put into your meals? Those culinary herbs that you have, your herbs and spices, your garlic, your ginger, your thyme, your sage, your rosemary, your dill, your fennel, all of these herbs have amazing medicinal properties to them. Actually, most of them are really, really great for tummy upset kinds of things. Many of them are really great for colds and flu and to deal with either fighting off viruses and bacteria or to help um, alleviate the symptoms that come with colds and flu. If you're curious of that, I do have the Kitchen Cabinet Cures Guide. It's like mom's essential guide to cold and flu season. And I think I talk about at least 10 different herbs and things that are usually in most people's kitchen cabinets and how you can use them uh, to fight cold and flu, which... <laughs> It's October. It's time to grab that guide if you haven't already. I'll be sure to put a link to it in the uh, show notes here. 
Um, goodness. Okay. So how else can you get into the world of herbalism? How can you start to learn these kinds of things? You can start by listening to podcasts like this. Of course, there are many other great herbal podcasts out there, many great herbal educators. Check back on some of my episodes. I do interview a lot of other brilliant herbalists and, um, I am really grateful that I have had the incredible pleasure of learning from many different herbalists, and I highly encourage you to do the exact same thing. Meet with your local herbalist. Find out what plants grow near you. How have they been used as medicine traditionally by the indigenous people to where you live? And just open up to those kinds of things. Go to herb classes and go to herb workshops taste herbs. Be sure to fact check all the crazy memes out there. There's so much poor information on the internet, especially on social media, and it can be really, really hard to navigate. So um, again, one of my favorite like science-backed research tools is checking out PubMed. There's a lot of great... Um, a lot of great articles and information in there you can check out. I also love the American Botanical Council. I'm a member of that incredible um, science and studies backing the efficacy of herbal medicine and just really reach out to the industry and those that know. Um, it's a really fun, never-ending study. I'm I'm so grateful that I accidentally stumbled down this path. I had no idea back in the late 1990s when I was a backpacking guide and just wanted to connect more people and especially children to the powers of nature that I would be an herbalist like I am today. And what a, a journey it's been getting to here, like from like, oh, yay, this is fun. Plants are neat. Look at me. I'm outside to learning how to harvest plants and learning how to make medicine with them and then really diving deep and learning how these herbs work with the human body and how to pair various herbs with various ailments and how to consider different pharmaceuticals and medications that may be contrary indicated with herbs and how to run my own herbal product line, how to adhere to good manufacturing practices and how to keep the FDA happy with labeling and structure function claims and how to open an herbal apothecary and how to teach community classes and how to teach online. It's, it's really funny for me. <laughs> to reflect back on it. I uh, would have never told you this is where I would be at the age of 45 and what I would be doing. But honestly, nothing brings me more joy than the fact that I get to talk about herbs every day for my job. I get to teach people about herbal medicine, which is my small way of making a big impact on this planet. Like the more that that's me making herbalism spread like wildflowers and like you listening to this episode and sharing it with your friends is you helping herbalism to spread like wildflowers. And I'm so, so, so incredibly grateful. Um, 
And, and speaking of the teaching, I am really excited. Back in August, I may have mentioned in a few episodes about my Kids Safe Herb Club. So it's a, a new little herb club where I help you learn the foundations of herbal safety and considerations there. A little bit of botany and plant ID, a little bit about wild crafting and gardening and teaching these sustainable practices to your kiddos. It's a really great foundational information, but also great for somebody even more advanced. I know one of my students that was in there was like, oh yeah, this is so, um, she's like, she was kind of implying that I wasn't learning about it as I'm writing the lessons. But I think that's what I love about being a teacher is every lesson that I put together, I'm diving deep into the research again. And, and in this particular program, every month we study one herb in depth. So there's like a 30 minute video lesson where I teach you about the herb, I teach you about the history of the uses of the herb, and maybe even some of the lore around there, how to identify it, how to grow it, how to harvest it, various ways you can make it into medicinal preparations. And of course, what kinds of uses you can use for those herbs, because here's the truth of the matter. Like after all these years, yes, I have studied hundreds of herbs and that's really, really cool. But what I've come to the point of is recognizing that I use 10 to 20 herbs on a regular basis and I can't remember who, but there is a quote and I, I might butcher the quote, but it's something to the effect of it's not about knowing how like 40 or a hundred different herbs. It's about knowing how to use one herb 40 to a hundred different ways totally butchered that, but I know or hope I got the message across to you. Um, it's really all about knowing your plants well. Sorry, my kiddo and her friend are being louder than I'd like them to in the background, which may be my signal to cut this episode off. Anyways, thanks for tuning in to this episode. I love that you are listening. It makes me oh so happy. If you had any particular takeaway with this episode, please, please, please shoot me a message. Um, you can email me. You can hit me up on Instagram or TikTok talk at the herbalist path. And of course, share this stuff with your friends so that we can all make herbalism spread like wildflowers. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. May the rest of your day be beautiful. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the herbalist path. Being on this journey with you is absolutely incredible. If you dig this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast player and share it with your friends so that together we can make herbalism hashtag spread like wildflowers. On another note, I must mention that while I know you're getting some good info here, it's important to remember that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. While the information in this podcast is absolutely relevant, herbs work differently for each person and each condition. That's why I recommend you work with a qualified practitioner, whether that be another herbalist, a naturopath, or your doctor. So thank you again. I am truly 
truly honored that you're tuning into these episodes and on the path with me to make sure that there's an herbalist in every home again. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so that we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers.